ברוכים הבאים רבותיי. Welcome to another edition of our Thursday night class. Tonight's class is being studied לעילון נשמת, מסטר אדגה אזרק, עליו השלום. We're very saddened by the news of Mr. Azraq's passing, Alav Ashalom. This is called, in our terminology, a sudden death. Uh, we uh, had good friendship for many years, whether it was on our trips in Pesach together. We had some dinners together as well in Florida. And we enjoyed company in uh, Panama when I visit the wonderful community. It's a big loss for his dear wife, Sophie. Uh, for his siblings, our good friend, Mr. Victor Azraq, and the entire family and the community. We are shocked. He was a good man. He was a man with a big heart. He was a man that had great intellect. Baruch Hashem's children are following the ways of the Torah and the Mitzvot, and that will be to his credit. Uh, I have no doubt that uh, they'll serve him well with the Kaddishim and the Siddakot, and of course, most important, the learning of Torah. Uh, this, tonight, will say the Yedivere Torah in order to elevate uh, his soul. Tehinish matot sadra b'tzola hayim. Amen. Ken Rabotai, we are studying Parashat Balak. I know it's a double-header this week. It's Hukat Balak. Uh, since I'm giving the class, I get to choose which Parashat we're going to talk about, and I chose Balak. Again, before we get into anything uh, major, just to understand what's going on. All we came here is to understand the Peshat first, and then we could start We could start getting into, uh, into Derash. So we know the story, Vayar Balak ben Sipor, את כל אשר עשה ישראל לאמורי. So Balak ben Sipor, he saw everything that the Jewish people did to the Emori. That means uh, he must have read last, uh, he must have read the end of Parashat Hukat, because that's where it talks about what we did to the Emori. So he must have had a copy of it. And uh, it says that we, uh, we went to war against them, and we actually uh, took them down. Vayagor Moab Vayagor Moab was afraid because of the Jewish people. I want to understand very simple tonight. Why was he afraid? What was Moab afraid of? So you say, Rabbi, you just told us here last week the Jewish people waged war against two major kingdoms and they beat them. So uh, Moab, if he's a smart guy. Balak says, hey, I'm next on the list. Rashid comes along and he says, Amar, elu And we were sure that those two uh, nations, Sihon and Og, said, no way the Jewish people are going to be able to overtake them. And what? Lo amdu b'fnehem. Anu ala ad kama v'kama. where do we stand? Lefichak? Let's go back for a minute. What happened in last week's parah, in Chukat? It's this week's parah, What happened at the end of Chukat? You're going to read it on Shabbat. 
you're going to see that the Jewish people uh, had a war against Sihon. Boom. Sihon, they knock out. They even went into Amon a little. But then it says, They couldn't get all of Amon because Amon is Az. Amon has a, a strength. And therefore, when we got to the border, it's Ad Khan, we can't, you can't go anymore. Anybody know what the uh, strength of Givul uh, Bene Amon was? Was it they had a, a, a nuclear missile? Was it they had uh, uh, submarines? What was the Az over here? It's amazing Rashi. Rashi says, Ki Az, Umahu Hazko. What is the Hosek of, of uh, Simperic Chaf Alif? Pasuk Chaf Dalit. Rashi. The warning of God, which means God already told B'nai Israel, don't start up a war with Og. So the, the, the power that they had was not any physical power. B'nai Israel could take them out like they took out Sihon. But the Az that they have is, is the Tzivuy of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that she reminds us in Devarim Bet Yutet. I have it over here, Rabotai. I got all the books prepared for the event. Devarim. Devarim. <laughs> What does it say in the Pasuk? Ah, the Karafta Mul Bene Amon. Which, by the way, just a side point. Did you ever notice they always call these guys Bene Amon? When it comes to Moab, they're always called Moab. Mitzrayim is Mitzrayim. Pilishtim is Pilishtim. Every time you say Amon, Bene Amon. What do you want for Bene Amon? But that's what they called the Karafta Mul Bene Amon. Altitzurem, God says, don't start with them. The Altit Garbam. Kilo eten meeres Bene Amon. Again, Bene Amon lechayirusha. Kilo Bene Lot. Okay? So you see over here, Bene Israel were under a Tzivui or an Azhara from a Kadosh Baruch Hu that we're not allowed to do anything to Bene Amon. So that's what the Pasuk means in Parashat Hukad. When it says that uh, indeed they had az, meaning they were under uh, uh, divine uh, protection. That divine protection came in the form of a tzivui that Hakadosh Baruch Hu told. Now let's just go review the history for a second. Why is Bnei Amon uh, a protected nation? So the Torah says it's because of a certain inyan that happened. And the ancestors of Amon. You remember when Lot, Lot is the father of uh, Amon. Lot was in the cave with his daughters. They thought they were the only ones left in the world. And there was an ancestral relationship between Lot and the daughters. And they got pregnant. And the first girl gave birth to Moab. 
She actually named it Moab, which we say is Me'av. She publicized the, uh, the action. And the Torah says that that wasn't Sanua, that's not so modest. So that she comes along and says that Bishar Sini'ut Imam, in the Zidik Sini'ut of their mother, the girl who gave birth to Moab called the Moab. She didn't cover up. She publicized it. And he, she called it Ben Ami. Ben Ami, the son of uh, my nation, not the son of my father. And therefore, because of that, she didn't call uh, the son Moab. She calls it Ben Ami. By the way, that's probably the reason that's probably the reason why they always call it Bene Amon, Bene Amon, in order to remind us of the Zechut, that she referred to the child Ben Amon, Ben Ami, Ben Ami, the son of my nation. So therefore, that name stuck with the nation. The word Ben didn't stick with any other nation. But Bene Amon, okay, fine. So the question that we have over here is, well, that same protection that uh, Amon, Bene Amon enjoyed, you have to know that Moab enjoyed the same protection. Moab also was on a list of nations that we cannot fight. Go to Devarim Bet, Pasuk Tet. Vayomer Adonai Elai, al et Moab. So therefore, why were they afraid? Rabotai, we're asking a simple question over here. They saw what happened in the parashah. They saw what happened with B'nai Amon. But ki az? And the az of B'nai Amon is, there was an azhara. Well, listen, they must have known also that there was an azhara against them. So what are you nervous for? They can't touch you. If anything, you should say, Vayismah Moab. That they said we're, uh, you know, we're uh, we're on the list, we're on the list of uh, you know endangered species, and therefore you can't touch us. We're we're under the uh, the, the environment environmental protection act. They can't they can't bother us. So that she, not by us, that she doesn't say anything by us, but that she in Devarim, he comes along and he says, the Altet Karbam. Lo asar lahem al Moab elam milhama. Oh, the only thing that we weren't allowed to do to Moab was milhama. Aval miyarim ayu otam. We were allowed to terrorize them. We were allowed to cause them fear. Venirim lahem kishem zuyanim, and we were able to make as if we were going to go war, intimidate them, come with soldiers and come with armies. Lefichach and the Rashi in Devarim explains the pasuk in Apar Hashem. Lefichach ketiv vayagor Moab mepenei ha'am. Why? Shehayu sholelim ubozezim otam. Oh, so by the way, this, this is a very important Rashi. Without this Rashi, you don't understand shot in the Parashah. Why was Moab afraid? Because actually, Bnei Yisrael were were uh, they weren't going to war against them. That they weren't allowed to do, but they were allowed to do everything up until war. And they were terrorizing them. That she says, shodelim, bozezim, looting, pillaging. All right, there you go again. Nothing new under the sun. And therefore, 
Vayagol, <laughs> Balak was afraid because he knew that uh, Ammon had a protection and he knew that Moab had a protection, but he knew that their protection was not like Ammon. Ammon, you weren't allowed to do anything. You couldn't pillage, you couldn't loot. They have a zikhut. Their grandmother was a modest lady. Therefore, they had full protection under the law. Moab, on the other hand, since their grandmother wasn't so modest, after all, she said Me'ab, so therefore the Pasuk only says, Milhama they can't buy, but anything up until Milhama. And Rashi somehow knew this, that Shayu shouldn't even was a theme. I guess Rashi knows it just from deduction. Otherwise, why is he afraid? So you have to deduce that must be was afraid because they were taking advantage of that uh, uh, exclusion and they were Shodinim and they were Bozizim and there was a real thing uh, for uh, Balak to be afraid of. So that's, that's I think, the simple shot explaining the fear of uh, Balak. All right, let's go to the Rabban. Uh, another, there's no way to learn this Rabotai unless we go step by step and we go to all the Rishonim what they have to say over here. Rabban now Parashah. Rabban in Gima. Pasu Gima. So he says, he says over here, oh, Moab knew that they were protected, the Rabban says. He says, because Shamu, they heard already about the law, Al Tatsat et Moab. So Quantum Rabban, they knew about it. They knew the Al Tatsat law. They know it. So therefore, what are you afraid of? <laughs> but he says, if you look at the Lashon, the lashon over here is Vayomer Moab Zeknem Midyan Atayin Achu Akalat Kol Sivivotenu. The Rabban sees the word Sivivotenu, so the Rabban understands. You're right; they're not going to touch us, but they're going to go around us. Exactly, they're going to come along and come in the Sivivoten. Then we're going to be boxed in, and uh, that's not going to be good over here. And then we're going to end up being subjugated to them because they might not, you know, attack us. But we're going to have to pay them, uh, who knows what, taxes and protection and so on and so forth. And therefore the Ramban's Lashon is, We know they're not going to take over our land. But They're going to take all the surroundings, the suburbs as you call them. And then we're going to be subjects of them. So that's, uh, that's the Ramban's understanding Beautiful explanation. I'd like to read to you a beautiful Kliyakar that I found. <laughs> Kliyakar is a prize. Pasuk says over here, Vayagor Moab, okay, he's afraid. Vayomer Moab, Azeknemidyan, oh, what are we going to do? Ubalak ben Sipor melech lemoab ba'et hahi. Torah comes and tells us, uh, as a conclusion of the opening of the perasha, you should know Rabotai, Balak ben Sipor was the king of Moab at that time. The Kliyakar comes along and he says, 
What do you have to tell me that? You told me that already. You told me Vayat Malak Ben Zippor. What do you have to tell me that he was the king at that time? So the Kriya Khan writes, V'yesh Omrim, Sheba Letaretz, Lama Zaya Moab Yere'im. Why was Moab afraid of Botay? That's the million dollar question on Parachat Malak. Everybody's starting with that. What were they afraid of? You got to answer that question. That's the question of the Parachat. Every Parachat has a question. That's the question in Parashat Balak. Bayagot, stop. What were they afraid of? So that Shia Kadosh comes and tells me, ah, they were afraid of, of not a dream. They were afraid of a reality because he says they were Shodelim and they were Bozizim. They were doing something, which they, which they had every right to do. Rabban says, no, they weren't doing any of that stuff, but he was worried about Sivivoten. He was worried about what they're going to do on the surroundings. Kriyakar says, and the assumption is that they knew it. Oh, Rabotai, does anybody know where Balak comes from? What's the origins of Balak? He's not a landsman. He's not a landsman. Rashi comes along and says, Lo malchut. He wasn't from the, uh, you know, the blue blood, the royal family. Midyan haya. Oh, he was from Midyan. So Balak was afraid that maybe there's an exclusion over here. Al tatzadet Moab. But since the king of Moab is now from Midyan, Maybe now they have a deen of Midian and there's no laws excluding Midian from any wars. And therefore the Torah is saying the reason why he was afraid because he was the king and he had, he had Midian blood in his, in his veins. And therefore he was concerned that if you, know, if you judge the nation after its king so then we're in trouble. So he had a Bayagor. He knew the exclusion but he thought that maybe there's an asterisk. He thought that, you know, maybe he's not going to enjoy the exclusion. The Ramban, the, the, the Kriya Kazlashon is, Ubalak Aramihu, Velo Moavi. Vehayu Yireim, Pen Tikare Kol Haaretz, Al Shemo Shel Balak. You know, maybe it's going to be called, not Moav, it's going to be called Balakville. And if you call it Balakville, then it's Midyanville. And if it's Midyanville, then they're in trouble. So that's, that's the Kriya Kazlashon. All right, Rabotai. We're knocking off the shitot. Beautiful. If we stop here, you got three shitot. You learned something tonight. I saw an unbelievable Hatam Sofer. The Hatam Sofer wants to explain what the fear was according to the Rambam. Okay? Rambam. Rambam. Is in Hilchot Teshuvah, Perek Vav, Lachagimal. Over here, the Rambam is talking about a certain situation where you have certain enemies of Bnei Yisrael that Borei Olam takes away their free will in order that they'll make mistakes against Klai Yisrael, and once they make the mistakes, then Borei Olam is going to kill them. And he gives two examples of it. He says, 
ואני אחזק את לב פרעה. God strengthened the heart of פרעה, and as a result, he was bad to the Jewish people. Once he was bad for the Jewish people, now he's able to punish פרעה. The Rabbam's Lashon is, שמונה הקדוש ברוך הוא התשובה לחוטא אין הוא יכול לשוב אלא ימות ברשעו. And then he gives another example of this. Right. And therefore, took away the free will of Sihon, and now caused Sihon to attack Bnei Yisrael, and caused he wanted to take him out. So sometimes you have a rasha that loses his, his free will. So according to the Adam Sofer, he says, that's what uh, Barak was worried about. Barak, Bayagor, listen, I know I'm on the list of good people, but you know, Bore Olam could make me take away my free will because he wants to punish me for something, and before you know it, I'll be making mistakes left and right with Bnei Yisrael in order to bring me down. And there was a precedent. He did it to Mitzrayim. That's why, uh, if you see when he starts his uh, talk, the Pasuk says uh, two things. Et kol asher asayi said le'emori, which is Sihon, and then the Pasuk says, v'yomir mo'av zeknem b'diyan, And he goes on to say that Pasuk here, What is he mentioning Mitzrayim for? And he's saying, listen, I know what happened to Paro, he lost his free will and God took him down. I know what happened in last week's parasha with Emuri, with Sihon. Rambam says, those are two examples, Paro and Sihon. But therefore, he was worried that, you know, uh, he's going he's gonna to get into trouble. But yeah, but he saw two leaders, two world leaders that God brought them down taking their free will away, so he thought that maybe that will happen to him. Okay, that's yet another. But, Rabotai, uh, tonight, we'd like to explain a deeper explanation what exactly Balak was worried about, what was the, uh, what was the concern. The Gemara says that Moab is a very, very pivotal nation for the Jewish people because in Moab you had the neshama of David HaMelech. After all, David HaMelech comes from Moab. He's from Moabi descent at the Shoresh because his grandmother's root Ruth originally was a, uh, she wasn't Jewish. The Nitzots, the, the sparks of Ruth, is already embedded in the nation of Moab. And, of course, Balak knew that. According to some opinions, uh, the Hatam Sofir brings down that actually Balak uh, was the great-great-grandfather of the, mother, the father was Eglon, and up the ladder was Balak. So he knew that there was a great treasure that was inside of Moab. The Gemara actually says, two, uh, two birds, they call them, like if you learn Masechet Kinim, like a pair of birds, 
One was Ruta Mu'abiyah, and one was Na'amah, Amonit. Na'amah would become the wife of Shilomo. So they were holding on to tremendous nitzotzot that have to do with Mashiach. Uh, that's, that's why probably it says in the Pasuk, Bayar Balak, uh, what did Balak see? Ben Sipor. He saw the Tzipor, he saw the Shtepenedot, he saw the pair of birds. Ben Sipor, he saw that he has inside of his, uh, uh, in his people, big treasures. And if B'nai Yisrael are going to be able to take out these Nitzotzot of Kiddushah from Moab, two things will happen. One, there goes Moab. Moab lives on these Nitzotzot. The Kedipah lives by being unique from the Kiddushah. And... Uh, Mashiach will come. It'll cause uh, it'll cause the Mashiach to come, and Balak doesn't want to do that. So he was worried that there's going to be a a takeover from that from that uh, inyan of Mashiach. Actually, if you look at the pasuk Vayagor Moab Ammeod Kiravu, the Mikubalim say Kiravu Rav is Rashetevot Ruth Boaz. So he was he was worried about the Ruth Boaz uh, situation over here. He was worried about the inyan of, you know, B'nai Yisrael are... Shehatam uh, Sofer says, if you look at Pasuk Dalet, he gives a strange mashal. The kahal is going to come, that's the Jewish people, they call the kahal. They're going to come after us like an ox, uh, uh, uproots the Yerekasadeh. What do you need the Mashal for? Just say they're going to come after us. The Hatam Sofit understands that uh, the Shore represents the Tzaddikim. Yosef is compared to a Shore, Bechor Shoro. Uh, the Yerek, that's the vegetable, that's referring to the Nitzots of Kedushah. Kedushah is referred to a Yerek, like it says, Esther was Yerakroket. That's considered the Kiddushah. And Hasadeh, Hasadeh is uh, referring to the Samichmem. Ve'esav, ish yodei asayid, ish sadeh. The Sadeh is referring to the Samichmem. So basically what he was saying was, Kilchoch Hashor, I'm worried that the Tamidah Hamim are going to come, of B'nai Yisrael, and they're going to take the Yerek that's in the Sadeh, that's in our clutches of the Samichmem. We're holding on to this, these Nitzotot. And Balak was afraid, again on two fronts, Basically, this was the fight against the Mashiach. Mashiach ben Yosef, as we'll see, and Mashiach ben David. That was, that was all he was worried about. Where did I see the Hatam Sofer? Interesting. Hatam Sofer is in his commentary on Masechet Gitim, on Daphnun Vav. That's the Kamsa Bar Kamsa Gemara. But he has a piece over here, Daphnun Vav, Hatam Sofer Gitim, Nun Vav Avod Bet. He says... He says, listen, the Jewish people were known to do this. We did it in Mitzrayim. Remember, he quotes the Gemara. Remember, it says that when we came out of Mitzrayim, we wiped out Mitzrayim. It says, We took all the Nitzotzot. Actually, the Mekubalim say there was 200 and uh, 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 two the sort of Kiddushah that we took out of Mitzrayim and that's why the Arizal says the Torah says you're not allowed to go back to Mitzrayim why? there's nothing to do there's no more work to do over there 
We got all the nitzotzot out. We cleaned it out. So he says, Ela shebemoav ketiv al tedgarba. Mepnei bet peredot tovot. There's two birds. There's a pair of pigeons. Shayu bahem kedushay yitera velo yachlu lehotziam adayim. They couldn't get him out. Mehashvu. They saw what happened in Egypt. Ho'il v'hanivu aratzot ha'omot shesivotehem. Yes, it toeret the sabeb arsam. Now they're going to come after there. But you bnei said basically are going like the guys on the beach with the with the Geiger counter. And they're taking all the the metal bottle caps. So they had their Geiger counter working. Now they're going to come to to to, to Moab and they're going to pull out the nitzotzot. So he says v'hinei adua kiru taita bat bitosh and eglon melech Moab. Ruth was the granddaughter. Of Eglon, vehu hayam bebene barav shel Balak, and he was from Balak. Vimken haita kedushai bekohosh shel Balak. He felt it. He was connected to it. Veudai lachen nekra ben Sipor. Ah, Adam Zuber says it. Look at that. I stole it from Adam Zuber. Lachen nekra ben Sipor. Hashem kedusha al derek bet peredot ki pereda hu kan Sipor. Oh, and then he comes along and he says. What does he refer to Bnei Israel? So he says, why is it referred to them as Kahal? So he says, why when they act like a Kahal, like a, a unified uh, uh, people, then, then they, no, nobody could touch them. So he said, listen, B'nai Yisrael, they did it to Mitzrayim. That's why he mentions Mitzrayim. They chushkad, they took out all the needs of the Kedushah. And therefore, what happened to Mitzrayim? Gone. They had no more electricity, no more battery power. Nothing to do it to us. But again, if they do it to us, we're holding the Mashiach in our, in our, in our captivity. We have the Mashiach, and therefore we don't want to let it up. And therefore they were worried. He was worried, Balak, Vayagor. That's what he's nervous about. And he saw that Bnei Yisrael had unity at that time. So he called them a kahal. I said another explanation. <laughs> because we know that uh, the two peredot, one of them was from uh, one Moab, and uh, we know that Moab was banned to coming into the kahal. Lo yavo Moabi bekal Hashem. But Balak uh, uh, sensed that Ruth is going to eventually be brought into the Kahal. That was the whole controversy about Ruth. Is she permissible to come into the Kahal or not? So therefore he says, to Zikri, I tell you, Kahal. I'm worried about the way the Kahal. They're going to take this, uh, the roots of the Mashiach band. It's going to be permissible to come into the Kahal. So this was already a, 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 a spiritual fight at a point time. If that's the case, if that's the case, we can go now and look at the end of the parasha. Open up Perechav Dalet. Perechav Dalet, Pasuk Yud Dalet. Anyway, Yai is Bil'am. Bil'am is an epic failure in round one. He tries to curse and the curses turn into blessings. We know that. 
Okay, these are the best blessings. We sing them at our weddings. Open up Pasuk Perech Avdalet, Pasuk Yudalet. Oh, this is a difficult Pasuk. Rabotai, try to figure out this Pasuk. Now, so anyway, he curses, the blessings come out, he does it a second time, blessings come out, third time, blessings come out, and not working. All of a sudden, he tells them like this, he says, I'm going home. Okay, good. Go home. I'm going to give you advice. Okay? All right. Let's just shut this over here. Every class gives me a chance to mute our members. Okay. I get a lot of pleasure doing this. I don't know when we go back to the regular classes in the synagogue, I'm not going to have the pleasure to mute our members. Maybe we'll have to create uh, some alternate system in order to keep the members from interrupting. Okay, Rabotai. So now we have over here, he's going to give advice, unsolicited advice. But before I leave, Okay, what's the advice? The advice is what this nation, the Jewish people, are going to do to you at the end of time. Rabotai, that doesn't sound like advice. I mean, especially Rashi says, He's, I'm telling you, listen, at the end of time, B'nai Yisrael is going to finish you off. You don't stand a chance. You're over. Rabotai, where's the advice? That's not advice. That's a, that's a prophecy. By the way, if anything, it's bad advice. That's a, how do you learn this pasuk over here? And it doesn't say what the advice was. And then, so that she comes and has to fix it for me. That she says, Mikra Katsar Huzeh. Oh, you ever hear that? It's a Mikra Katsar. This is an unbelievable type of Mikra Katsar. It's so short, it's missing a whole section. He says, Oh, let me give you advice how to stumble them. Oh, by the way, I don't even have the word Lakshilam. So, Lechai Asecha, in your machine, put a parenthesis after the word Asecha. Lechai Asecha, Lechakshilam, let me give you advice how to stumble them. Which means I couldn't curse them, but I got another advice for you. Lakshilam. And that's what he's going to give me the advice of the Zonot. And he's going to tell them, Elohim Shal Elusonezima, and therefore we have a plan. That's the advice. And then what does he tell him? And I'm also going to tell you what's going to be at the end of time when B'nai Yisrael are going to kill you. What's one thing I do with the other? Why do these two things go together now? Rashi, you fixed me the advice part, but they don't go together. I'm going to give you the advice of what? And I'm also going to tell you, I'm 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 going to tell you
there's no there's no flow rabotai. Now listen, you can't blame Rashi. He's reading the Targum. Look at the Targum. Targum says, "Uchan ha'ana azal le'ami ita am lechinach ma'id ta'abed." Oh, let me give you advice what to do. Oh, what to do? Meaning how to get them. Ve'achvelach, and I'm also going to show you madi abed amahaden le'amach besof yomaya, and I'm also going to show you what that nation, the Jews, are going to do to you. Ba'arit ha'amin. Abotai, difficult. Azeh ani omer, difficult. I am not appreciating the. Uh, I'm not appreciating the flow. Mahakeshe. So I saw a beautiful explanation right over here. There's a rabbi called the Havodat. Havodat wrote a perush on halakha. That's to be Rabbeinu Yaakov Melissa. He was in the same time of, uh, with Rabbi Kiva Eger. And it's not so well known, but he also wrote a beautiful perush on the Torah. I recommend it. Called Nahalat Yaakov. And uh, the Gaon Melissa in Nahalat Yaakov in Parashat Balak, he says like this. He says, <laughs> Of course, <laughs> where's the Aitzah? not written. Okay, so that she tells you, in order to understand what he's saying, you need to know what the Gemara Sanhedrin says on Daf Sadihat. The Gemara says that there's two systems of how Mashiach can come. One is the system that's called Be'ita, and one is called Ahishenna. What does it mean? Be'ita Ahishenna. That's what the Prophet says. God tells the Prophet, Ani Hashem Be'ita Ahishenna. Be'ita means the Mashiach will come in its time. Ahishenna means he'll come early. So there's one of two systems. Of course, we would rather the Mashiach to come earlier than later, because the later it comes, the more tzarot that there are, and the more troubles, and the more uh, uh, anguish for Klai Yisrael. We want the Mashiach to come earlier in order to save us. But Borei Olam says, well, it depends. It depends. It'll either come Be'ita or Ahishenna. Rabotai, I want to let you know and I have proofs for this. Balak believed in Mashiach. And Balak also understood that Mashiach can come early or later. Balaam's plan was we must delay the process. You see, B'nai Israel, Balak was right. B'nai Israel were going to start to take the Nitzotzot out of Moab. 
And if they would have taken the Nitzotzot, if everything would have worked perfectly at that moment, the Tikkun would have been made against Moab. And now we needed to make a few more Tikkunim. And Mashiach would have come, not Be'ita, it would have been a situation of Ahishenu. Came the Rashab Bil'am, Rabotai, we never learned it like this before. We always learn, yeah, but Bil'am came and he gave bad advice and he committed znut with the people and there were 24,000 people that died. Okay, listen, doesn't affect us. By the way, it doesn't affect me. I, I wasn't there. Uh, I didn't make that Avera. I'm 2020 in America. Uh, that's my great, 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 great. Okay, you know, bad guy. We read a parasha, but it doesn't affect me. No, the Mikubalim say that he was coming to say, I have a way to delay the process. I have a way to turn Mashiach from Ahishenu to Be'ita. I'm going to, and, and that's going to affect who, Rabotai? That's going to affect me and you. That means if Mashiach didn't come yet, it should have been here already. But Bil'am over here comes and gives advice and what's my advice? What's the etzah that I'm going to give you? Oh. The etzah that I'm going to give you is It's going to be at the aharit ayamim. It's going to be delayed, the process. If you can get them to commit this avon of gilui alayot and znut and immorality, I guarantee you the the process of the Mashiach is going to change because wasn't Balak worried about that from the beginning according to Adam Sofet? He's worried they're going to take the Nitzotzot, they're going to get the Kedushah, Mashiach's going to come out of them and then it's all over. He says, I'm going to give you advice. And now we understand that the advice he's going to give is actually connected to the second thing that he told them. Like Rashi says, Lehakshilam. Lehakshilam. And what is that going to do? Now the nation's only going to be able to do what they were supposed to do to you today. Uh, there's no more Now it's going to be Listen to the Lashon of the Nahalat Yaakov. Nahalat Yaakov says, and I quote, oh, Listen to unbelievable language. If they wouldn't have sinned at Shittim, they would have went up to Madrigot. The prophecy of Bil'am that he prophesied that there's going to be Mashiach. Because in this prophecy, he prophesied there's going to be Mashiach. He prophesied. Rabotai, read the Pesukim. But the Na'alat, of course, it would have happened immediately. He says, All those things now are going to be delayed. Mahamat shi'atu biznut. Because he affected us. The Mashiach was going to come. That advice that he gave 
changed the whole Seder Allah. By the way, who knows? The Holocaust came after that, by the way. The Inquisition came after that. Look at all the trouble of Israel. So nobody would say, hey, listen, uh, 24,000 people in those days didn't affect me. What are you talking about? That was a system of Aharita Yamim. And we're still, by the way, obviously we're still in the delay. Oh, if that's the case, if that's the case, do we have a do we have a remez to this? That that's what his intention was? It was a delay tactic to put the Mashiach, to put him out. So look at the next Pasuk. The next Pasuk says, Pasuk Yudzayin. Rabotai, we would be remiss if we didn't quote something from the Orahim HaKadosh tonight. It's your site this week, so we have to say something for Rabhaim bin Attar. Bilam's talking. Pasuk Yudzayin. Erenu Velo Atta. He says, I see him. Erenu. Velo Atta. Ashurenu. I gaze him. Velo Karov. But he's not close. What is it? What is he saying here? Erenu Velo Atta. Ashurenu Velo Karov. Or Haim Akadosh Rabotai. ויתבאר על פי דבריהם שאמרו בפסוק בעיטה אחישנה. אה, אתה בא ממור. He quotes the בעיטה אחישנה. זכו אחישנה. בני ישראל זכו, he'll come early. לא זכו, בעיטה. והוא רחוק מופלג. The בעיטה is very far. It's at the last, the last moment. וזה לך האות. Look at Orachim HaKadosh says, he says, Rabotai, Hen anu b'tchilat me'ah ha-shishit, la'elef ha-shishit. Orachim HaKadosh says, we're in the year 5500, that's when Orachim HaKadosh lived. Me'ah ha-shishit, that's the, the sixth uh, uh, century, or the sixth, I'm sorry, uh, 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 century. La'elef ha-shishit, to the uh, uh, sixth millennium. So that's the year 5,500. The Pasuk is talking about the two options. But then he came along and he said, Ashurenu is already... Looking at something far away, he says, the Mashiach can either be at end with something I can see, which is close. It's not today, but it's close. But then there's an Ashurenu. You're looking from far, and if that's the case, Velokarov. And that was Bil'am's whole key. Bil'am's key was to make the Mashiach Lokarov. But by the way, stop right there. That means. Uh, 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 Bil'am was a believer in the Mashiach. No, Bil'am didn't say, he's not coming. No, no, even Bil'am said, Ani ma'amin be'emunah shelema be'biata Mashiach. He believed it. He was, which is, there wasn't an option for Bil'am to say, we're going to stop the Go'el from coming bichlal. He couldn't do that. Bil'am said, the best I could do, even if you pay me all the money in the world, the most I could do is, I could push it out. I'm able to turn the, uh, into a uh, uh, 
I'm able to turn the arenu into ashurenu. I could turn the karov into a lo karov, like the pasuk says. I found an unbelievable pesikta. You know, David Melech, huh? who's going to know better with Bilamdi than David Melech? Because David Melech is the Mashiach. If anybody knows what the intention of, uh, of uh, Bilam was, it's got to be King David. That system's there. That's it. So we have to get out of it. We have to, we have to talk about how to get out of that system. He put us in that system. Now we have to break through it. By the way, look at Teilim Ayin Gimel. Unbelievable. Teilim Ayin Gimel. Ayin Gimel Chabzayin. Pasuk. Ki hine rechekecha yovedu. The Pesikta says, those that are trying to make you rahok, yovedu. They're going to be destroyed. The Pesikta says in the Midrash, that one addresses it's in Mem Aleph. And what does it say, the Pesikta? Zebilam. Wow, I never looked at Bilam like that. Yeah, Bilam, the way David Melech depicts him, he's a Nyan of Rehekecha, to push the Mashiach, Rahok. But what does David say? I don't want to be Rahok. Va'ani kirvat Elohim litov. I want to be Karov. But Amale, but Bilam came along and made me Rahok. That's the whole story. The whole story is when is the Mashiach going to come? And if Bilam has a say, and if Balak is going to take his advice, it's going to be later than sooner. Now let's continue, Rabotai. At this last point over here, when he's giving him the advice, Listen to the way he introduces it. In the beginning of this chapter, the Pasuk writes like this. Tell me how you learned here. Yeah. He said, Listen, he says, God wants to bless B'nai Israel. He gave up. Oh, slow down. So he stopped with the Nehashim. No more Nehashim. And instead he went to put his face to the Midbar. Okay, the Botai. Anybody you want to explain me this Pasuk over here? Let's get the Pshat first. How was Bil'am cursing B'nai Yisrael? He was using Nihush. Nihush is sorcery, magic. He said, listen, my magic isn't working anymore. God wants to bless. No matter what I'm doing, it's not working. He said, put my magic tricks in the, in the Geniza. No more Nehashim, no more Nehush. He said, ah, I have another system. If I start mentioning some of the sins that the Jewish people committed, that will arouse the anger of God. So he starts to look. And where does he put his sights? Uh, he starts to look at the Midbar. What happened in the Midbar? Rashi HaKadosh, one word. Look at the Targum. I read the Targum. 
היא זז, ועזב אל עמרי תקין, כעודם השם לברך את ישראל, ולא הלך כזמן בזמן אליהן לקדמות נחשיה, ושווה לקובל עגלה, ועבדו ישראל במדברה. He put his eyes in the midbar where the egel was done. And now Bilama has planned to, his plan is to remind God of all the sins, including Chaita Egel, which was the primary sin of the Abu Dazarah. And that's going to be the plan. If they can start mentioning and arousing a ketug, panav. So there was a rabbi that wrote a sefer, <laughs> called Keren Yeshua. Maybe some of you heard of the Blue Jiva Rebbe, have you heard of the Blue Jiva? The type of Hasidut. He learns the Pasuk, Mamash in the line, the way we're learning tonight. It's all about delaying the Mashiach. So he says, it's all about Be'ita Ahishena. We want the Mashiach to come yesterday. Ahishena, come early. Because we know the later it comes, the more difficult it's going to be. Bil'am wants it to be Bi'ita. Again, he can't cancel it. If he, if, if he could cancel it, he would have canceled it. But he's a Ma'amin in Mashiach, maybe better than we are a Ma'amin. Such an anti-Semite, but he's like, I can't, I can't cancel it. It's coming. Mashiach is coming. Bil'am is, is convinced. But that, by the way, it's consoling to us. And Bil'am is so convinced. But we, should, we shouldn't be worse than Bil'am. So what happens? He says, he started to go lekrat nehashi. Lekrat, when you're going to war, lekrat can also mean kneget, you know, lekrat zeh, lekrat zeh. What is nehashim? Well, strangely enough, the word mashiach and the word nahash he says, have the same exact gematria. Should I double check it? Nahash is how much? 358. Mashiach, easy. 358. Now he was going, waging a war, not against one Mashiach. Likrat Nehashim. Mashiach ben Yosef and Mashiach ben David. That's what his plan was. Originally his plan was, well, let me just curse these people. Now we're going after the Mashiach. And he comes along and he says, so how do you start to stop the Mashiach from coming? Just arouse the sins, arouse the Hataim of Allah, be so angry with Klaistail, they don't deserve it, and it'll be a Be'ita instead of a Achishenu. So what does he do? He comes along and makes a concoction. He takes Ahishenu. He doesn't want Ahishenu. He doesn't want the Mashiach to come early. Ahishenu is early. He takes Ahishenu. And what does he put in the Ahishenu? He adds, he adds the Egel. He drops the Egel in there. Rabotai, hold on to your seats. If you take the word Egel and you add the word Ahishenu, Egel plus Ahishenu says the blue Jive equals the word Be'ita. He was moving Ahishenu to Be'ita via the Egel. Egel equals 103. Ahishenu is 374, which is 477. Be'ita is 477. So he comes along and he says, let me take the Egel and I'm going to explode the Ahishenu. 
Once I explode that Vaishena, that's Be'ita. And Be'ita, Bil'am knows exactly what that Be'ita is. Look what's going on today. In the Be'ita, there's pandemic. In the Be'ita, there's rioting. In the Be'ita, there's the funding of the police. And in the Be'ita, there's all the troubles that we're going through today. That's all the Be'ita. So everybody comes in. Bil'am didn't do anything to us. But I'm doing anything to you. That's why the Gemara Berachot said they wanted to make a Takara. You have to read Parashat Balak every single day. And by the way, now you understand why it's one of the Eses Echirot. What is Eses Echirot? It happened to the Midbar. Don't remember what you want from me. But I have to remember this story because this has such a major, major, major impact. Major impact for clients and for the future. This is the Nyan of the Rechika. Oh. Vayagwar Mo'av. The roller coaster. The roller coaster. The roller coaster. They opened amusement parks today, they said. So now. Oh. One more. Uh, there was a great rabbi called the Atiret Sevi. The Atiret Sevi said that we know that a Kadosh Baruch Hu has the Shem Yudke Vavke. And we know that the Shem Yudke Vavke is able to be configured in four different ways Shem Ab, Shem Sag, Shem Ma, Shem Ben. Ab Sagma Ben. Learn that once and for all, Rabotai. It's just spelling the name of Hashem Bimilui. There's different ways of spelling the name. Well, the Yud is always Yud Vav Dalit. But the He can either be spelled He Yud, it can be spelled He Aleph, or He He. And based on the Milui, it'll change the uh, the total of the uh, the number. So sometimes I can make Yud Kebabke if I fill it with Yud, Yudin, it's 72. If I fill it with a Yud and Aleph, it's 63. If I fill it with uh, uh, Alfin, it's 45. If I fill it with Heheen, it's uh, 52. Different ways to configure the Shem Yud Kebabke. But the Rav says, the Rav Ateret Sevi, he says, if the people know the right Kavanot, of the milui of Hashem's name, and they mechaven it correctly, all your desires are answered. So they asked Atiret to me, you're saying if somebody knows how to mechaven the Shemot correctly, all his desires will be answered? How do you know it? So he said, it's a pasuk that you say every day in Tehillim, chapter 20. The chapter is, Ya'ancha Hashem Yom Sarah. And what do we say in that chapter? Yemaleh Adonai if you're able to make the milui of Yudke Bavke, then all the result will be of all your needs. B'nai Israel Rabotai come out of Mitzrayim. They're collecting Nitzotot all over the place. They have the Gaga counter. They wiped out Mitzrayim. They made it like a Mitzulah She'en Badagim. Ba'arechen Yitzu Merchush Gadol. And now all of a sudden... Balak is holding on to the Mashiach. He has the, the nitzots of Ruth, the nitzots of David. He has tremendous nitzots of the Mashiach. Moab is one of these high nations that the Gemara says is only going to be conquered when Mashiach comes. He knows he has tremendous hold on Klai Yisrael. But he saw B'nai Yisrael coming. And he says, well, what's going to be now? 
לא, אתה ילחכו. הקהל, את כל סביבותינו, כלחוך השון את ירק, they're going to grab the ירק from the סמכמם, from the סדה. He was worried. Why was he worried? Says the מקובלים, if you look at the beginning of the פסוק, how much does 72 plus 63 plus 45 plus 52 equal? The four שמות equal 232. There you have to know that. Sometimes we have guys in our synagogue when they go up to the Sefer Torah, they get, uh, you know, clever. They donate $232 to the Bet Knesset. Nobody knows where they got that number from. Usually you do $201, $18, $26. The guy says $232. Because they know. They want to connect to that magic number of the four Shemot. Vayar Balak ben Sipor et kol asher asa Yisrael the first pasuk of the parasha, he saw something, Balak. These guys, they were witches, they were sorcerers, they felt stuff. Take the Rashi Tevor of this pasuk. Vav is six. Bet is two, that's eight. Bet is two, that's ten. Tzadi is ninety, that's a hundred. Aleph is one, that's one oh one. Chaf is twenty, that's one twenty one. Aleph is one twenty two. Ayin is 70, that's 192. Yud is 10, that's 202. And Lamed is 30, is 232. Already Balak saw that Bnei Yisrael are coming with the magnet. Yimaleh Hashem, they're coming with the magic of the 232. They're coming with the Shemot HaKedoshim of Yimaleh Hashem, Kol Mish'alotecha. And therefore, rightfully so, Rightfully so, he was afraid. And therefore he called on his, uh, his advisor, Bil'am. And unfortunately, Bil'am gave him the advice, I'm going to give you advice, and this is going to be priceless for you, Balak. It's not going to stop the process, but it will delay it. Rabotai, all this is because of why? Because of the Zenut. Because of the Alayot. It seems that if we want to change the curse of Bil'am or the advice of Bil'am, the tikkun must be in the inyanim that Bil'am was able to make the geula rahok. Like David al-Melech said, He was only able to make the geula rahok, ashurenu, ashurenu. Like the Pasuk says, Velo karov, it's not karov. It's only because of the anim of Sini'ut. This is a, a stark reminder of Botai of where the Avodah should be, especially in the summer months that we're in now, especially that we're coming out of our homes again. Ah, Baruch Hashem, we went out of homes for three months, everybody was on a high level of Kiddushah. There's no, no access, no uh, you know, meeting people, no seeing anything. But now, they let us out a little. And it's the summer, they let us out at a, at a time that the immodesty is rampant. One has to check themselves in their homes, check their phones, the internet, and all these things, unfortunately, that's, 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 that's Bil'am. You can't say, oh, they did Znut. Today you have a guy with a telephone. Uh, also, these things, without having to speak, Meshem HaMefurash Rabotai. That's the tikkun. It doesn't mean that just because Bil'am gave the advice it has to remain that way. Of course, we can change the hokat the karov. Of course it can change. 
but we have to change the etzah. If we're, if we're still taking the etzah of Bil'am, which was nude, on, on not at the level that they did it, but the Christ doesn't learn the lesson of inyanim, of, of, of modesty and sinirut, then already, Hasbe uh, Shalom, it's a process of be'ita, and the process of be'ita is not good. Be'azat Hashem Olam eventually will redeem us. The Pasuk says, Ki helek Adonai Ammo. And the Mekubadim say, Ki helek Adonai Ammo. If you take the Chaf, it's 20. Helek uh, is, uh, uh, is 8. Uh, Hashem is what? 10. What's the Pasuk say? The Pasuk says, no. Ki Adonai Be'amo. That's much better. Yifair Anavim Bishwa. Ki Adonai Be'amo. Dashit Tevot. Ki is 20. Rotse is 200. Hashem Be'amo is 12. So Dashit Tevot 232. Ki Adonai Be'amo. That in the time that Akadosh Baruch Hu is going to choose his nation. And that is the, the time ultimately when the Mashiach is going to come. The key of this whole parasha is that's what Nashi is telling us in Devarim. Nashi says that you know why he was afraid? Shayu says, Sholelim ubozezim. And we asked, where did Nashi say that? Where did he ever see the Torah that we were attacking Moab? We never attacked Moab. But Nashi says, Sholelim ubozezim. The explanation is in the spiritual sense that Balak felt that we were Sholel ubozez, the Nitzotzot. That's, now that you're not going to see in the text. That's what she meant over Sholelim Ubozezim. Because otherwise, they ask a question. Where do you see there was Sholelim Ubozezim? We don't see anywhere there was any interaction ever between us and them. And she says, Sholelim Ubozezim. From where? Sholelim uh, Ubozezim, like we did to the Egyptians. By the way, we weren't Sholelim Ubozezim the Egyptians either. But Baharachin Yitzubir Kushkadol, Kim Sula Sheem Bodagim, we took everything. By the time Egypt was up, there was nothing left to them. We took out all the, all, all the oxygen from them, all the Nitzotzot. And the same thing happened over here. And that's what he was afraid of, Bayagod. And that's what should be concerned us uh, as well. The good news is, and as I said earlier, that if Bil'am believes that Mashiach is going to come, and he knows that even the worst anti-Semite cannot cancel the process, at best, at worst for us, he's only able to delay it. But that means that we can change it as well. And therefore it is our prayer. Us, the Ma'aminin Bibi'atko El Tzedek. This week we finished the Ma'amara Ge'ulah from Ramhal as well. So we pray that Be'azat Hashem Bore Olam will send it to us. Ata will send it to us now. It'll be Bibi'inat Ahishenu. But again, the first step has to come with us that we change the Itzah of Bil'am from Itzah Ra'ah. And we follow what it says in the end of our Tefillah that we say every night. Itakenenu. And then, leads to